on this episode of In The Rack Podcast. Take a deep breath. People are clueless. I was was clueless. Every dude thinks they're great in bed. Every dude will fabricate a breathing IQ score and give themselves an A. But but as long as you're existing in this world that we've created, it is not realistic to like pull yourself out of that. And so I think like the first step is is kind of getting rid of those guilty feelings. What you got? In the Rack Podcast, where we provide you with a practical framework for breaking PRs in all facets of health and wellness. We are just a couple of bros giving you the simple hows in a world of complex wants. No filters, no scripts, no rules, just straight talk. Talk to them. Now, let's get into the rack with your hosts, Dr. Chad and Dr. Nick. All right, everybody. Welcome to another Wait, episode. Did of- you press record? Oh, it's been recording. Oh, I wanted to get on the beginning. So. All right, all right, oh, all right, all right, all right. Carissa, all right, all right, all right. All right, Chad, you're going to start editing this at about two minutes and ten seconds, my man. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of In the Rack Podcast. I know I caught y'all off guard because you thought you were going to hear Chad's voice, but it's Nick's voice. I'm the host today. Chad doesn't get to give his little intro. And uh, my my plan to uh, slowly phase Chad out is is working. It's in full effect right now. So see you later, bud. Um, <laughs> Chad. Chad is gone right now. He's on another business trip. He's off showing his eight pack somewhere in the country. I don't I don't really know, but apparently it's a quote unquote promote pro form with his eight pack. I just think he really likes to lather himself up, <laughs> baby oil, take pictures in the mirror. But we'll let him uh, defend himself on that one. Um, so today, my co-host is Carissa, and we have two awesome guests with us today. We got Danny and Franny from season 44 of Survivor, and Carissa was the one who put this all together, so I'm going to let her introduce them, and then they can introduce themselves after okay. that. Yeah, sounds Go ahead, good. K-Dog. So Danny, or Danny, Franny, <laughs> um, they are part of the Soka tribe, if you are familiar with you know, Survivor and everything, you know that everyone's broken up into tribes different colors, whatnot. Danny and Franny um, were on the Soka tribe. And I said from day one, Soka was going to be my, my team. And I went out and I bought a buff. And oh, good choice. they made me very proud. And uh, although they got, you know, voted off the islands sooner than I would have hoped, you know, they, uh, they absolutely crushed it. And if you know anything about Survivor, you know, like just watching it on TV, I feel like you sit there sometimes and you're like, oh, I could do that easily. But then, you know, I watch like interviews of past survivors. Like, you know, I follow Boston Rob a lot and he's like, it is nothing like you would have thought on TV. So it just kind of like blows my mind, like to see you in person and just, I don't know. It's like a little <laughs> fangirl moment. I'm not going to lie. Um, Cause I've been watching survivors since I was little. Oh, and um, well, that's so cool. That's yeah. Awesome. So that's awesome. yeah, feel free to introduce yourselves and whatever. Um, yeah. I'm Franny Marin. No. Uh, <laughs> I work at Cambridge for research uh, method coordinator. I know a ton about the vagus nerve. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm just all around challenge piece and great chick. And I, I just crush shit. I love Matt. He's a great kisser. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Danny, do you want to come in? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Danny. And uh, I love breath work. Um, firefighter. I, uh, <laughs> I'm Brazilian and I, I jujitsu. And sometimes I do both at the same time. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that's all you got to know about me, man. Uh, and keep it positive. Great. <laughs> that was perfect. That was, that was okay, literally podcast perfect. done. That was amazing. That's literally all we need. This is I love. I feel like I don't like typically imitate people, but I like I, I that was spot on. on. I, I, my body just tells me to imitate Danny. It is like a reflex. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when she came to me at the Ponderosa and she's like, Danny, um don't be mad. <laughs> I don't think you will. I don't think there's something that would offend you, but I do like a I feel like it's a really good impression. <laughs> like, let's, let's whip it out, man. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, that's incredibly good. Yeah. Was this before or after I shaved your back? Not, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. Shave, back shave, I think was pretty early. Yeah. I think I had a shave. No, I early think, days. Yeah. 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 That's Anyways, we had a lot of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who shaves Chad's back? Probably his wife, Katie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Poor Katie. Uh-huh. Katie, we love you. We're very sorry that you're married to Chad. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh. I don't think oh, I want to take him to Chad. What? No, no, no. We do it when he's here, too. Don't oh, worry. Good. Yeah, Go we ahead. do it to his face. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, no, no. He does it back. So it's not, it's it's all okay if you do it back. He well. likes it. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's when, reciprocal. When you're hired at Proform, um, I remember very vividly from my interview over four years ago, um, you have to be able to take it and give it back. If you can't yeah. give yeah. it back, he created this, is this environment. Not so. the place to work. Yeah. That's, so. It's fun. kind of, it's expected every day. So we'll, you know, we'll talk about him now. We'll talk about him to his face and it's totally fine. Isn't that a beautiful thing though? When like, all right, so someone obviously who has the ability to, to like launch a positional power, uses it to launch an initiative where, hey guys, just, you know, I like being made fun of. I like that. It's like, I, I, I love that. It's like, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. And I would only feel good about it if I can get it too. Exactly. That's, that's like a fun yeah, Chad for sure. He'd fit like a glove in the fire department. You like walk in, like in the being from the Bronx, I guess the fire department is like if you are not being made fun of, it means you don't have many friends. One <laughs> oh, way to put it. Yeah, fair enough. I'd say I'd say it's pretty similar here. Yeah, yeah I yeah. completely agree. Right, what um, do you think? Cool. Well, I mean that introduction was beautiful. That was just that was fantastic um let's uh let's start with what we just did so uh, we just had a workshop outside and we are back inside recording the podcast here uh the workshop was breath work and cold exposure um you guys did fantastic and why don't you tell everybody we'll get into the cold exposure after why don't you tell everybody kind of like what you took us through breath work wise um you know all the different techniques and and a little bit about why uh we did well, i'll go first okay <laughs> Um, so, um, how you breathe affects what you feel, how you feel affects what uh, we breathe. It, it's the only mechanism that co- controls our stress response. Um, I, uh, I've always, not always, I've been to breath work for years now, uh, but actually out on the beaches, uh, the beaches of Fiji, um, uh, <laughs> in the midst of Jeff ropes in the beaches of Fiji, uh, we, me and Franny did breath work every day. And, uh, when you're out there and you don't have your phone, you don't have, uh, connectivity towards like you know superficial things it really gives you like a a clear view and uh i realized doing the breath work and talking about the breath work and to be honest getting my mind open and expanded by this human being's ability not only to explain really complex nervous system functionality but explain it in a way where like i can understand it i'm yeah. not saying like, I, i'm i'm you know, I'm not like uh, gonna be self-deprecating. Say I'm a dummy. I'm not a dummy. I I don't have any kind of background or like or uh, medical background. Franny did it where she can explain things about like the vagus nerve and uh, like what's actually happening. And I've been practicing breath work for so long that a lot of the 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 uh, the locks found keys. I'm like, oh, that's what's happening. That's why I feel so good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we do breath work uh, every day out there. And uh, at the Ponderosa after, like uh, I said, I'm going to become a breath coach and we're going to do uh, like meditation. We're going to do something like this. We didn't like have it like yeah. scoped out. And then, uh, yeah, reach out. And I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, oh Massachusetts, that's far. And I immediately texted <laughs> Franny. And I'm like, because uh, I was in the Bronx, New York. And I'm like, uh, Franny, uh, how far are you from here? And uh, she's like, 40 minutes. So I was like, uh, "All right, uh, let's uh, let's do it then." Yeah, pack and, uh, up the car and go. That's all we need yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, the the uh, the breathwork thing. The thing I love about uh, your story, Danny, is like you said, you you didn't you didn't have any you know job in the field or anything like that. Your knowledge of it was basically just to grow your own health. And I think that's important. We talk about this a lot on the podcast. I was telling Franny this off air where big reason for this podcast is to show everybody hey you it's it's your health you are your primary care provider like it's you first and foremost these other you know people that you're going to see doctors whoever they're there to maybe help guide you in an appropriate direction or assist you but you are um you know the first point of contact so you can take your own health into your, into your own hands and you have to especially in this this modern world where we're just exposed to so many things that are um you know, trying to make us more sympathetic or so many things that are, are, you know, toxic to us. So taking that into your own hands is huge. So 
I think that's really important for people to understand that, you know, you, like you said, you didn't have a background in it. You just kind of figured it out, you know, and then Franny was there to kind of compliment that and, and, uh, drive it home, put that key in the lock for you. That's awesome. So Franny, what is your, Danny said, you know a lot about the Vegas nerve. So what is your background? Yeah. So this was a really um, interesting combination of Danny and I, because um, his experience with breath work was all very practical. Like he had yeah. done this um, kind of like Wim Hof breathing and certification, done a lot of breath work on his own. Um, and mine was almost entirely theoretical. Uh, so I work in research and um, I'm doing a lot of work right now on um, with the Vegas nerve and how kind of harnessing and augmenting some of what's happening with the vagus nerve can help with folks who have chronic pain, um, have other things like depression, anxiety, um, and just kind of how um, how influential the vagus nerve is on the entire body and the brain. Um, but a lot of that for me is theory. Like, I think this is super, super cool, but I've always approached it from a standpoint of like, I found a really cool research article, so I'm going to read more about the Vegas. <laughs> that is literally, yeah. the, I kid yeah. you not. God, literally, yeah. it's my, and, and it's like, and I was actually, I was on a, uh, I, I flew back to Boston yesterday from Minnesota, and I was just, you know, I'm like playing around on my phone on the flight, and I just thought to myself, I was like, I was like, I wonder whether tear ducts have more sympathetic or parasympathetic <laughs> activation. And so I'm on this flight. The kid next to me is, you know, like That's blowing awesome. snot into his nose, playing like Candy Crush. And I'm on pub bed. Like, <laughs> like, like research articles. Did you find anything? Yeah. So this is so interesting. So um, right, here we go. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I like no, this. So this has become a podcast about crying is actually. Yeah. yeah. No, let's 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 make it happen. Yeah. But so 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 tears like um tears. So there's a lot of, you know, your eyes produce tears in response to like, you know, if you get dust in your or something that happens outside of your like consciousness um but when you're like upset like tears produced by like sadness or things that's largely parasympathetic which is your kind of more like rest and digest mm -hmm. system which i thought was really interesting um and i feel like sometimes um you you know sometimes when you're really really stressed you do cry but i feel like you also need to have a certain level of comfort um, and vulnerability to cry. And I feel like that kind of ties in really nicely with this idea yeah. of parasympathetic activation. Like you need to have some level of relaxation, comfort to like open the floodgates. And yeah, start crying. for sure. Um, anyways, the point is, I have these thoughts that pass through my head and I'm like, I want to read research about this. Um, and so, and, but I, I don't know that I had a ton of like practical experience with breath work. I had done some Wim Hof breathing. I have a friend who's really into it. He kind of, you know, got me involved. Um, but I knew about it from this very like um, scientific standpoint and then bringing it together with Danny and, and having him show me what he's learned and, and me share, you know, the basis behind it was like a really, really cool connection. The, so back to the tears for one second. Yeah. So it, it, here at Proform, we have uh, physical therapy, strength and conditioning, nutrition coaching. Those are kind of like the three main pillars. But the last, you know, year to two years, we started adding like functional medicine type stuff just because my role as a primary, phys primarily as a physical therapist, I was starting to notice like, man, there's so many other things that these patients and clients are bringing up that I feel like I can't help them with, but I want to. So I started diving into the functional medicine space. So did a mentorship last year, all that kind of stuff. And there's a huge, huge component, especially with something like autoimmune disease with emotional trauma. And these people are huge. stuck, stuck yes. sympathetic, right? And they can't get to that parasympathetic side until they can face that emotional trauma. So they will be stuck in that, that, you know, dysfunctional immune state a lot of times. And, and the big pinnacle for a lot of these people is address that, deal with that and take that head on and, you know, get to the other side of it. Um, so it, it is so true. It makes so much sense that the, um, the tear ducts would have more of a parasympathetic response. Yeah. And crazy. just two seconds on this, cause I was just talking about this with somebody the other day. Um, there was a huge, huge study done. Um, and I'm like anybody who knows the study well, I've like might butcher it, but so go look it up for yourself. But, um, for folks on folks who had, um, adverse childhood experiences. So something in childhood, some sort of like, um, abuse or neglect, something like that. Um, the, number of adverse childhood experiences that you had um was like directly correlated with your likelihood for for getting different types of cancer um so something that seems so like mental and emotional it's this trauma that you're dealing with has such a direct impact on your entire every system in your body um and it feels very outside of our control but you know what what danny and i have found and what a lot of people are finding is that there are ways to like um I don't, I, I hesitate to say like exert control. Cause I think anytime you talk about like controlling your body or controlling yeah. your, there's kind of like a, um, 
like attention there, but but sort of um, have autonomy over your body and your responses to things. Rewrite your neural pathways. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and like you were saying, with giving people like um, ha people having ownership over their own health, um, I feel like that's so important, not feeling like a victim to um, your circumstance or your body and what's happening, but instead being like, okay, there there are things that I can do to change the way that my body is, to change the way that my brain is, and, and taking action on those things is really powerful. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. for sure. Yeah, it's huge. We all cried. Like when we did breath work on the beach, like our entire tribe yeah. in Soka. And then after as well. And especially like if you're in a fasted state, um, I don't know, maybe you know the science behind this, but if you're in a fasted state and you do the breath work, my experience is like your ability to like take off and go somewhere else is like far greater. So I don't know if it's like in a fasted state, it's easier to uh, uh, tap into that parasympathetic, you know, uh, state where you can cry. But if I'm in a fasted state and I go hard into breath work, and whether it be a happy cry, sad cry, or like uh, I, I could just go off and just be a, a big old, big old sub. Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. it makes sense. In in the fasted state, your body's kicking into that autophagy, right? So it's it's cleaning the cells. So it's got to clean some emotions too, right? Like that's all part of it. So your brain would want to be like, okay, cool, let's get rid of this stuff too that that is causing some. Um, you know, some issues downstream. Let's like get rid of it all as we do it. So it makes sense that that would, that would work. No, it's true though. They, I've, I've done a couple, you know, I've had a couple Wim Hof experiences. Usually when someone else is coaching you through it, like in my opinion, that's when you have someone kind of guiding you through that versus like, if you just kind of do it on your own, I always feel like you can get to a deeper space. Um, and it's kind of crazy. The sensations you have, not just something like emotions, but even just like physical um, tingling, tingling feeling like you're floating that type of stuff <clears throat> it is really cool where you can get your body to people pay a lot of money to feel like that yeah for free yeah. Right? and they alter people pay a lot of money and alter their genetic coding yeah and and you know i think that's what probably doesn't make sense <laughs> you add substances <laughs> and will mess up your opioid receptors and yeah. whatnot for that feeling where when you're producing it by yourself, for every key, there's a lock. Like your, your body's not going to produce uh, uh, a, a, like a, and put you at a deficit. It's going to produce what it can, can get you back to baseline at. Like you get into an ice bath, 250% increase in dopamine, uh, and you're just going to go back to normal after yeah. like you're not gonna yeah. be like plummet like yeah. you know yeah. as if you did like a substance or something yeah for well, sure and even like less so than that you know like the tingling and everything like that's kind of like you're kind of like whoa like that that's that was just from my breath um danny and i i was i was nervous before we started the workshop and i was like danny can we can we do like a quick like wim hof a quick yeah, round of yeah, things for sure and um after we finished i felt so clear is like the word that i would mm -hmm. use to describe it i was like i feel like i can tackle this workshop the rest of this day for sure I, I, there was there was a clarity to my thinking and to my emotions where I was like, yeah, I'm nervous, but it's for a reason and I'm excited. And and that was after, what, one minute, two minutes of, of really breath work? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like anything else, you get more efficient with, with it when you work at it, right? Um, one thing I did want to touch on, you said that Danny had had a more practical approach to breathing where you took the sciencey thing. And I think that, so I had a buddy in college that was into Wim Hof when we were in college and he tried to get me to do it. I'd be like, yeah, you know, I kind of brushed it off because like Carissa said, I was like more of the sciencey brain. So I had a hard time like wrapping my, my head around why this would be beneficial. And then once I really did get into it and, and started to experience it, it I, I truly believe it is just because of our modern world and how our modern world keeps us in this really stuck in that, that sympathetic, that fight or flight state. And you're training the system to be able to pull itself out of that essentially you know i don't think our ancestors would have necessarily needed wim hof right they just would have had it in their daily experiences the the back and forth in and out of sympathetic to parasympathetic but nowadays you can be in it you know at a like sub threshold level just like gradually building and just staying at this level that you have no idea and you need something that to kind of flip the switch even farther push you farther and then bring you back push you farther bring you back and i feel like that's what it did for me which is i think huge for for people today in this in this world yeah well and, and with that like um like you said like you know ancient people wouldn't have like needed yeah. Hof. i feel like um sometimes people can feel like bad or guilty when they're like in one of those anxious states if you scroll on your phone a lot yeah. if you're you know engaging on social media um there can be some like guilt or shame associated with that um but it's like 
even if you, you know, like, I mean, maybe if you like went to a cabin and lived alone and didn't interact with anybody, like maybe you could get back to that state of like yeah, not being in this sure. constant sympathetic activation. Yeah. But, but as long as you're existing in this world that we've created, you, you, it is not realistic to like pull yourself out of that. And so I think like the first step is, is kind of getting rid of those guilty feelings. Like yeah. this is the, this is the world. And then what tools can you use to like help? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Just like any other problem, you need awareness first. Right? Yes. Like that's the biggest, the big, the biggest step because that's the first step. And then a lot of times you can just handle most of your, your issues, your modern issues with awareness, you know, cause then everything else trickles from that, but you need the awareness first without a doubt. Um, cool. So let's let's talk about a little, Danny. You're so we did some Wim Hof, and I know, like I have talked about that. We we mentioned this. I had talked about that previously on podcast, so we didn't want to dive too too deep into to Wim Hof. We've already touched upon it in in our other um, discussions thus far. But let's talk about your other breathwork training with uh, through the work of Dr. Belissa. Is that right? Dr. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Belissa. Belissa. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about her work. So Dr. Melissa, she's absolutely incredible. She was a clinical psychologist uh, turned uh, breathing expert, and she created the breathing IQ score. Like, you can't change what you can't measure. And, like, you, you have a ton of – you go to a yoga class, and they ever take a deep breath in. What's a deep breath? Well, how do I, how do, I do it? Because you could tell me how to do a perfect squat. You, I, you could tell me you – could, you could bring me in. I could have the worst squat in the world, and you can come in. Hey, brother, don't, you know, keep, keep, keep the weight, you know, at, at your midline. You know, pull, pull, your, pull your hips back. You know, like so, so many different things. Uh, it, you don't have a rounded back. Don't have an orange back. Take a deep breath. People are cl- clueless. Yeah. I was I was clueless. Yeah, for sure. And then that's when you add in, okay, well, let's, let's simplify it. Break it down. You can't change. You can't measure. What can we measure? You can measure location of movement. Where are you putting air? And a range of motion. How much air are you getting in? And if you're putting air to where it's supposed to go, the way that... uh the way that we're designed to breathe like you're not like learning this it's like we're relearning it it's like uh, we went over in the class like five-year-olds breathe beautifully like yeah. you watch a belly yeah. like you know good old toddler running around with his fat beer <laughs> belly out, like, <laughs> taking deep breaths before they're socially aware and insecure um so you measure basically how much your abdominal uh, abdominal thoracic cavity uh called abdominal thoracic uh, flexibility can <clears throat> excuse me uh can uh open up and expand and uh, uh, at the uh, at the the nipple line at the bottom rib, that's where we measure it. And uh, and if you are a horizontal, optimal hybrid, not as good vertical chest breather, which would be the worst. And uh, and then you calculate your breathing IQ score. And there's uh, she has that at the the breathing IQ score uh, dot com. And uh, anybody who wants to check out theirs, uh, I'll tell you this: don't feel bad. I was an I wasn't on the there's a there's a chart. I wasn't on it. <laughs> When I started, I was that bad. You're like, yeah. Oh, I'm dead. I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not alive. This is a failing. Yo, do you know what's hilarious too? That ladies are are pretty like uh are pretty good with this. So I I I would do this more advanced classes. I give the breathing IQ score, and I have like a bunch of like tape measures, and I have people measure it themselves. And what I realize is that I'm I'm looking around and I see people we call paradoxically breathing, like breathing the wrong way, like breathing into your chest and your stomach sucks in. And, and I'm like, oh, what did you, I look down, uh, what'd you get? And they're like, I got an A, bro. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so men have this, I don't know if it's like an evolutionary um, kind of like uh, pattern or like something they've adopted. They're like, we are convinced, and I mean men, we will fight to the death with our ability <laughs> to fight. We don't curse on here, right? No, you, you can. can say whatever oh, you okay. want. <laughs> Fight, fuck, and apparently breathe. Like guys will always just convince himself without like, oh, did you ever do a boxing class? Nah, bro, I just see red. And I just, you know, you don't want to mess with me. I'm a great <laughs> fighter. <laughs> every dude thinks they're great in bed. And everybody, every dude will fabricate a breathing IQ score and give themselves an A. And that's so like, interesting. Hey, dude, let me see yeah. that tape measure. Yeah. Measure that. No, actually. <laughs> You're an F. Yeah, you are really an F. Because I, like, people can't, like, I've been breathing my entire life. I must be good at it. Um, and, uh, yeah, most people, I wasn't. I was uh, every everybody, you know, unless uh, singers and, like, uh, people in theatrics who need to broadcast and, and they're the diaphragm. And Japanese people, for whatever you culturally breathe the diaphragm. It's like like uh like especially like Japanese men like you hear like they speak like from from their 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 belly, and like uh you think it's because they squat so much? 
like maybe deep squat, like yeah, hang out yeah. in the deep squat. Potentially, yeah, that that the good 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 posture, not hung over, like yeah. the, not hunched over or sitting at t- sitting at it uh, on the floor. Yeah. Japanese, I, yeah, because chairs are in my well, this is actually the first time I think it's fascinating. Well, the way we're sitting now is not optimal for breathing. No, uh, but if we were sitting on the floor, it would be way more optimal for breathing. Wow. We could take it before. I'm going to get. Gonna, I have a person. I have a person <laughs> who does it. research. Um, uh, I'm going to send it their way. Franny, can you do research? <laughs> <laughs> Dial me uh, up. Uh, <laughs> that no, that's funny. true. I bet. I bet the their um, propensity to hang out in a deep squat, like sitting on the floor, and then I, I bet. Uh, they, I think. I think they have the lowest rates of obesity in Japan. Yeah, it's it's got to be up there. So I bet that's it too, because. The more adipose tissue you have is gonna yeah. certainly be an impact, right? It's just gonna be a resistance to diaphragm function. So it would make sense that the more you know adipose tissue you have, it's it's gonna disrupt breathing for sure. Um, but yeah, that's interesting, super interesting with um with that the the whole men you know male female paradox with the uh, kind of lying about your your breathing capacity, but you can't fake it if you measure it. You're right, which is huge. Um, so. Let's get into cold exposure a little bit. I know where are we at. Oh, we're good on time. Um, so cold exposure. So we did breath work and then we we hopped an ice bath. We had to go get more ice. Franny had to go pick up more ice because it wasn't cold enough for. Who um, would have thought that fifteen hundred pounds of ice would what not be enough? Yeah, I went to the woman. I said twenty six more bags of ice. She was like, "You need more. <laughs> you want more ice?" Yeah, like, like yes, we, please. You guys kept them in business. Yeah, we did. Right. We did. Yeah. Um, all right. So why cold exposure? talk about it tell us so we don't have acute stressors anymore and acute stressors or are you gonna exercise your ability to respond to stress so like if you keep your arm in a cast it atrophies so look at your stress response the same way if you don't go and do that acute you shouldn't sprint everywhere you shouldn't sprint all the time but if, if you use it as an exercise and you sprint you're going to be better at walking. You're going to be better at jogging. You're going to be better at sitting. You're going to be better at everything. So look at it as the sprinting with your stress response. And then if you get in there and you, uh, uh, you know, find comfort in, 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 the comfort, in the discomfort or just showing up to something difficult, you just become good. <laughs> you become really good. You become better <laughs> at showing up and doing difficult things and then you could you know carry that over to anything in life and there's a you know there's a ton of science behind it anti-inflammation yeah, all, all that sure. but uh the cold is using something that nature has given us it's a gift like you have a crazy amazing benefits uh you know from it regarding uh, uh resilience uh, regarding um uh if you have a uh, uh, autoimmune uh, deficiencies like the, the data is like you know don't believe me like i'm a, I'm a dummy but the data is is, is through the roof sure, that's the research <laughs> yeah that's I'm, I'm gonna get my people on this <laughs> yeah. 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 No, we'll get working on it your ability to do things you don't feel like doing is a superpower and it's like i don't feel like showing up to work like i i should it's like i don't feel like reading that book that i know like uh you know that i know that will make me smarter that will make me like you know happier i don't feel like meditating i don't feel like you know going like you know people everybody's been in a bad mood before and like you know even the kindest people if you're in a bad mood it's tough to be kind you know mm-hmm. you don't feel like it but if you're somebody who often does things they don't feel like like getting into an ice bath, even when it comes to like kindness, I don't feel like being kind. Yeah, but I know that's that's what I do. I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah, I like that. the 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 world we've we've talked about how toxic the world is, but it's a world made for comfort and convenience, and that is such a big trap. And we do need to embrace some of the you know convenience in our world because it can help us be efficient. It can help us with productivity, all that kind of stuff. But we can't fall completely into that trap. You got to find a nice balance of of still putting your body through hard things because you're just gonna whittle away if you don't. Um, and, and we always talk about it here, like get we we're trying to get comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, we say that to our patients and clients all the time. And you know, in in thing lifting things like that, we do a um, a fundraiser right around Thanksgiving every year, and it's it's a turkey trek. We call it turkey trek instead of a trot where you run. And this is just farmers carries. 
right? And we see how long people can 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 carry. Usually, we try to have them carry their body weight, see if you can make a certain distance. We'll match their donation, all that kind of stuff. But that is 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 really something that we um, here at Proform hold hold you know true to our vision is is just we got to do some uncomfortable things so you can continue to to become resilient and more resilient throughout the the lifespan um because so many people just they love the scapegoats of oh it's just age and genetics age and genetics it's like oh i'm just older now i can't do that anymore it's like well when's the last time you did it oh 10 years ago yeah that's why you know like yeah age is always a factor right we're only on this earth for so long genetics yes they play a role i totally get that but medical system loves to use those as scapegoats. Ah, you're just older now and your mom and dad had it or your your aunt and uncle, whatever, you know, it's like blame the age and genes and it, you give people an out. Okay, cool. I don't have to do that anymore. You know, it's like, but it's, that's the worst thing that we can, can do for ourselves as a um, society for sure. Well, that's like, you know, when we were on the phone the other day, you know, me and Danny had like a 30 minute conversation and I was kind of going over, you know, what pro form is, what we believe in, all that good stuff. And I said, you know, our, our like, go-to saying is you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable and immediately Danny was like oh my god no way like I say that too and uh it really speaks true to how our business runs because we're not the cookie cutter PT where like you know you're going through insurance and you're seeing your PT for 10 minutes and then being passed off to an aide or whatever like if you're trying to get yourself better in whatever you know capacity you're not going to get there unless you're uncomfortable a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, that's just how you're going to make yourself better. And, you know, going into today, I was terrified of getting in that water. Crushed like, it though. You got I, it and I got in twice. You got it twice. I got in twice. And it's like, I knew I was going to be uncomfortable, but re- realistically, it's two minutes. Two minutes goes by like that if you're focused. And I, you know, I had Nick next to me and Nick was cheering me on the whole time and whatever. And I got out and I was like, you know what? I kind of want to do it again. Cause like I, I feel good now. So I opted to do it again. And the second time, you know, obviously sucked, but like it is what it is. And I'm proud of the fact that I am now comfortable being uncomfortable and it's going to carry me a little bit further, you know, I, I like what you said about the second time it sucked. Right. Because that's one of my favorite things about cold exposure is that it's, you'll get better at, at, at um, you know, controlling your breath and all that kind of stuff, but it's never going to get easy, right? It's always going to yeah. be hard every it time you get every in. Time. <laughs> it, even if it's it, a few degrees warmer, like it's still hard. And that's what I'll tell, you know, I'll, I'll tell patients, clients this as, as just kind of like a way in, like, Hey, start with some cold showers, like just try it out, see how you do. And because it's going to take you all of, you know, it's, it's not going to take any bit out of your day. You get in the shower anyway, just try it cold and, uh, see what happens. And, you know, it's so interesting how people come back and, and they're just so motivated and all that kind of stuff. And it really like a shower. If you got city water, is only like 50. It's usually like no cold. <laughs> I know, but it's like it doesn't get as cold as you would think. You'd be yeah. like, oh, my gosh, that's cold. But it's like, oh, that was 54 degrees. It's like, oh, man, the ice bath was 37. You know, so like <laughs> it, but the cold shower works, man. It, it's 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 stimulating the same thing. So, um, you know, I think it's it's a huge, huge thing day to day. You don't necessarily have to do it every day, but if you're doing it with regularity, it's never going to get easier. Like it's always going to be a challenge. And then when you succeed two minutes later, it's like, cool, I checked the box. I did something really hard to start my day. And that's, that's, that's powerful for sure. At the, the cold showers, even if it's like, let's say it's 55, which is not, it's still so much worse yeah. than a yeah. hot shower. Hot yeah. showers yeah. feel so good. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like hot showers are, you know, you're going to bed, like, you know, if you want to go to bed, you have to cool down, but you have to heat up to cool down yeah. and vice versa. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, uh, you know, hot shower at nighttime is, is great, but hot shower is so much more comfortable. I find that when I'm like, you know, convincing people to do cold exposure, the ice bath, something that they know they're only going to come across like maybe once sporadically. It's kind of like an easier sell. Get in there for it two is, minutes. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I have to walk by my shower every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you know, that's my, you know, I get in the shower. I turn my music on. It's like, that's my enjoyment period. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being happy. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Ice bath is definitely an easier sell. The shower is a tough sell. Um, I'll usually have people start with end cold. 
you know, just to, to ease them into it. But for, for sure, the ice bath is definitely easier. So it's funny because my, my apartment complex lost hot water like last last week, I think it was. So I'm like, you yeah, know, I got back. For, I back. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, that's what not that true. Was. That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what that was. <laughs> um, I got back from the gym super late. You know, I go to the gym after work, so I don't get home until like 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. And uh, I'm getting in the shower and I'm like, why is this not hot? <laughs> I'm like really not feeling this right now. So it forced me to take a cold shower because I had no hot water. Um, and it was horrible. Like it, I never showered so fast in my entire life. And but I'm like, damn, like today, that was way colder than the shower. And I I did it. So I'm like, maybe I should just start doing cold showers every day. Like, yeah, well, hey, just... people got to get used to it now. Because like, what if the grid shuts down and people yeah. lose lose the capacity to for their water heater to work? I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. like, you got to prep just, for it. Just do it. You got to prep for Doomsday. Do yeah. it. You got to prep for it. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk a little uh, brand stuff for you guys, um, Danny. What's what's on the horizon for you? Like, what got any any big events coming up? You got a vision for where you want breathing with Danny to go? Yeah, absolutely. Got a, I got a vision. I'm trying to like li- like live in the present. Like I have a I have a tendency to like chase stuff. Like I, yeah, and, like sure. anytime like I wind up really being happy with something, it's like I let the universe kind of like I work hard, but the universe come to me. Um, like this, like Carissa hitting me up for this yeah. like event. Like this event was so cool. I traveled to another state, got like, uh, you know, a person from a crazy experience and survivor who's you know now going to be like my lifelong, you know, friend that I knew right away. Like it's we we said it to each other like, yo, you know, we're buddies like f- forever now. And it just happened to me like, and I was you know working hard doing you know doing classes, doing workshops. Uh, my vision for uh, you know like I've like breathing with Danny Incorporated. <laughs> I'm a corporate. I'm a corp. I'm a corporation. I uh, <laughs> I drink whiskey at lunch meetings and and I pollute rivers. Oh, it's I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it. What you I, have to do. You're I a corporation. But you are a corporation. Yeah, yes. You have to do it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. You got to reach your reach your quota yeah. each month. On yeah, I have evil polluted. deeds. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I fire someone every day. <laughs> yeah, it's hard when you Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fire. Fire. Uh, my daughter, five, <laughs> but uh, so like uh, going around doing workshops. I have a workshop at Flolo in Midtown, New York, New York City, uh, uh, September 9th, and that'll be um, breathing mechanics. You know, Dr. Belisa branched the breathing class program, which uh, uh, and uh, it's always Wim Hof, and Wim Hof captures the transcendental part of it for me, and then what really just puts the cherry on top, which Dr. Belisa's the breathing class covers the transcendental part as well, like the two part inhalation. She, incredible stuff like she's absolutely like down for the hippie dippy um <laughs> but she also is like oh well i'll explain what i can and she does a phenomenal job uh at that but uh eventually what i want to do is uh do my workshops keep doing because i love my love the yeah. like what we had today was incredible yeah it was like awesome. just just being able to see people and, and hear their voice and watch people just be happy yeah like oh absolutely. I, I introduced them like you know like uh I, I I introduced people or reintroduced people or had a I had a party the cold was there breathing was there and everybody had a great time it was my oh, Danny that party was great like that's why I look at it and uh, what I want to be able to do is start a subscription sub- subscription service um uh, through my website nice. where I'm going to be putting out breathwork courses breathing exercises and people say dude I don't have time to breathe for for ten minutes at a time and it's like okay well it's like they want to like or or uh, uh, I either have a choice. I can either work out for 40 minutes or I can, you know, do, do breath work and meditation. So it's like, what I do is like, if I'm doing uh, like, uh, I'll do an ice bath, hop out, kettlebell swings into like, we did say like the rock and rolls, yeah. which is a lower body, uh, you know, breath work exercise where you're working out your diaphragm uh, and uh, inspiratory muscle training drill. And so it's in my circuit. I'm training my diaphragm, which we went over this earlier is like you know when i say stress response muscle like you know what is that to people like you know i, I don't know that's your diaphragm you, your breathing's only mechanism control stress response your diaphragm controls your breathing like you learn how to harness that you can control your stress response in a way that you could never do it if you didn't so okay not everybody wants to sit and meditate everybody you want strong muscles right everybody wants strong muscles and if you don't then i, I I think you probably you know reevaluate that. Yeah. yeah. Diaphragm is a muscle. Not only is it a muscle, it's a muscle that allows you to control your stress response. Incorporate it in your workouts. That's what my subscription is going to be: breath work, meditations. Um, I'm going to invite all my friends who are incredibly knowledgeable. 
and and you know to have uh, you know have them and have the, have their own uh, ideas and, and different and like what I wanted you know you know mindfulness like Franny did an amazing body scan today like I would love to have that I told her that too I said if you ran a meditation like if you were on if I like came across your voice and I didn't know you and I heard your voice on a meditation app like I would I would like bookmark it I'm like it's it's like uh, so soothing. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what's in the works and we should have that up in, uh, a month or two and, uh, have people like, okay, we're going to be doing your, like, you know, mountain climbers, jumping jacks, jump squats, uh, rock and roll, exhale pulsations, working out your breathing muscles. And when you're doing breath work, you're meditating. Yeah. It's like in, in one way or another. So that's the plan. And, uh, and then just keep, you know, taking up like anytime we come across beautiful people like yourself, invite me like to cool places and, uh, yeah, just, I feel super fortunate. That's the, that's the plan. All right, Franny, you staying in research or, yeah. <laughs> uh, are you, what's, what's, what are you, what are you cooking what's on up? the horizon? Yeah. Million dollar question. Um, I'm not, I'm not as good with, uh, the, as Danny is with the whole branding. I sh- I'm, I don't have a breathing with I'm Franny. Working on it, I'm working on <laughs> it. Uh, um, yeah. I have a whole plan for Franny. I told her on the way no, down. No, I know. Danny's ha- has more plans for me than I do. Um, <laughs> I you need people in your corner. You do. You, you yeah. do. You, you no, need people I, in your corner. Every conversation that I have with Danny ends with him like gassing me up, like I've never been gassed up before, and I'm like, oh, I think I can do anything. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate that about you. Um, but um, I just say obvious though. That's really, that's really what it is. <laughs> but sometimes you need that. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I think everyone struggles with right, like self doubt or not understanding what they bring to the table, and then to have somebody look at you and be like, like you really know this stuff like really well. Like can you you know join me for this? I'm sorry, Danny. I'm sorry. I got to stop imitating. <laughs> I love it. But, but please it, never stop. You know, it's cool. It's cool. It's it's really nice to um hear because. I exist in this bubble, right, of research. Everyone yeah. around me around me knows what I know, basically, about the vagus nerve, about the nervous system. So it doesn't feel that special to me. Um, but then when I can, like, meet people and talk to people who don't know that yet or, like, know a little bit but think it's really cool and want to learn more, um, that's a really, like, potent experience, getting to, like, share that with people. Um, so, yeah, what's next for me? Um, I definitely want to stay in research. Um, I just love research. Like, I love that way of looking at the world. Yeah. I think it, there's so much you can, like, discover there. Um, going to apply for PhD programs soon, eventually. I'm trying to figure out Dr. exactly. Dr. Angie Uberman, get her in. Get her in, <laughs> yeah. Where is he? Stanford. Yeah. What is that? A community school? Community college? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty low, low bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so certainly stay in research. But I mean, just like I said, I the part of this that's the most fun to me is like actually meeting people and talking to people and having like a face-to-face conversation and being like, what do you think is cool about this? And how can I teach you about that um so would love to join danny for more of these workshops that that was so invigorating like so fun um i think it would be really cool to find a way to connect with people regularly about like breath work and meditation like i don't know set up like zoom calls that people can like do with me or something like that um because i think that again i'm existing in this bubble i think that this is a thing that everybody knows about because i've been steeped in it for years and then i forget like so many people in the world, like they know nothing about their nervous system. They know nothing about, you know, the mechanics of breathing and, and being able to give that to people is really, really cool. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think you guys really complimented each other well during that workshop, um, kind of bringing it, uh, you know, each of your individual angles on, on breath work and cold exposure, why it's important, why it's beneficial and how you can make it work. Um, I think was great. So, I mean, if, if Danny's got plans for you, I'm going to just, just, just do it. Just, I know. Just I'm follow, like, follow his lead. Yeah. Um, make me a little timeline. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> right. No, but the, the research thing is cool. Um, without a doubt, it's needed, right? Like, I mean, so much research is happening, but there's also a lot of bad research happening. Right. Um, that's being funded by uh, the forces that be. And, you know, they're manipulating it and uh, people are believing it and it's not cool. Well, the, the, and the other element of this, like I've alluded to, I love like teaching people about things and communicating to people about things that I find interesting. It's like a self-serving act. It's not selfless. I think it's fun to talk about those things. And if you want to <laughs> listen to me, then like, woohoo, like we can work this out. Um, <laughs> and I feel like so much of research is in its own bubble. It's like a echo chamber, right? Yeah. People are talking to other researchers, you know, building off of each other. But oftentimes um, a lot of those findings don't actually make their way out into the real world. Um, and that's something that I'm really passionate about as well is, is finding a way to take all these like really cool things that are happening in research, like cutting edge stuff and make it accessible 
and translatable to your everyday life. If you are a person, you wake up, you freaking go to work, not in research. How can what we're doing and learning help you on a day-to-day -day basis? Awesome. I think that's so Well, important. Danny has a website, so you might be able to do it on there. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hear there's a platform. Breathe in with Brandon. Yeah, you do have to change it now. Yeah. Change the but jingle. That is, that's so true because, so in the physical therapy world, specifically as it relates to, um, you know, interventions and things that we would um, use, you know, in the clinic, there was a study, I don't even know what year it was from, but it basically said that once something, some kind of intervention, exercise or modality begins the research process, it takes on average 17 years for it to become common practice. So someone like yourself getting stuff out there, you know, as long as it's safe, right? Like Vegas nerve exercises, humming, gargling, like that stuff is easy. You're not going to hurt yourself, right? Like you could do it. And, um, People just need to know about it, you know, and, and, you know, so that, that is, is really, I like that. You That's know, in, trying uh, to make that, trying to make that go. Dr. Belisa's, uh, a Varanshi book, uh, Breathing for Warriors, which, yeah. uh, which I was reading at the Ponderosa and, uh, before and after Survivor. It's like, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's like a deep dive into like breathing, breathing mechanics, like, uh, and that was one of the questions she answered was like, how come this isn't common knowledge? If, yeah. if this breathing stuff or like isolated respiratory muscle training, it's like, it is exactly what you said. It's like, what'd you say, 15, 17 years? So, yeah, it's like 17 years, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. remember like yoga when Bikram came out? Like, I, breath work will be that. Like right now when you start to see it, it starts off the the uh, the chain, trickles down. So yeah. People who have yeah. money and research. Uh, Tiger Woods has a breath coach. He's a mindfulness and breath coach. Uh, all the elite level athletes are going to be having breath coaches. For sure. Tom no, it makes sense. Tom yeah. Brady too, I think. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it makes sense. There, are, even just like the teams themselves are having that, yeah. that it involved. Oh, it's awesome. Um. All right. So, as we kind of wrap up, one question we always ask everybody, um, is, and the answer, we kind of know what would relate to breath or cold. So make you know, make it something different. I'm gonna rewrite you know? whatever yeah. I was gonna say now. <laughs> so <laughs> you took um, every thought out of what if you could if you could offer the listeners one piece of health health advice that they could implement right now today that would move their health forward. What would it be? What would it be? Go to YouTube, find Breathing with Danny, <laughs> subscribe. Oh my God. Comment, like every single video I have, share it to your friends, turn on Follow post on notifications. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. That'll all be linked in the show notes. Yeah. Don't worry. Go to my social. Oh my God. <laughs> That'll also be linked in the show notes. You can just scroll down if you're on any of the sh podcast streaming apps right now. Write my mom a letter about how much you love me. <laughs> BK at massaawol.com. Uh, well, well, here's one for any of that will kind of guide yours. So you're way into the Vegas nerve research. I just kind of just mentioned quickly, like humming, gargling. Is there anything else that you've seen in the, the research that is something simple, easy that people can do to stimulate vagal nerve tone that is kind of weird, obscure, I don't know. Ooh. Um, yeah, definitely humming. Um, humming, singing. Um, yeah, I mean, I literally, uh, during Zoom meetings, turn off my audio and hum to myself if I'm stressed out. Um, and it helps immensely. Um, and this isn't... Okay, so the, what, what I was thinking before you said that. So, so this doesn't necessarily tie into the vagus nerve directly, but like my biggest piece of advice to people for like taking ownership over your health is is to notice like notice what is going on in your body i think sometimes we're so attuned to what is external to us that we forget to look inwards and see like what's happening internally there is so much you can learn from just listening right like when you like eat something you eat a particular food see how your body feels after it yeah. just because the world is i have a friend um he loves sweet potatoes sweet potatoes taste good we're like okay sweet potatoes healthy sweet potatoes do not work for him like they make his body feel bad and he only realized that through paying attention you know he would eat them all the time all the time all the time 
and so much that he like turned slightly orange. He maybe had too many sweet potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds He's like gonna be problem. so mad at me for talking about this. <laughs> that was a different slightly orange. It's <laughs> a whole other issue. But basically, it's like um, I think we get so caught up in doing exactly what um, somebody else tells us, like yeah, exactly sure. what your doctor tells you. And okay, this is not to say if your doctor's giving you like directions for how to you know do something for your health, listen to them. But like um, social media, somebody says like do this exact breathwork exercise every day and you'll be happy. If you just do exactly what somebody else is saying is healthy or is good, it will not work for you 100%. You need to be able to listen and understand what actually makes you feel good. Pay attention. When do you feel happy? What happened before that? Did you have a great meal? Did you spend time with friends? Did you, um, you know, take a step away from work and, and have some time to relax? Like paying attention to those things will help you make decisions that that will make you feel better going forward in the long run. Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Modern, modern, uh, modern culture and society definitely blocks our intuition a lot of times. Totally. So you have to take a step back from that and, and really just get intuitive. Like what, yeah. What's your body telling you? It's, mm-hmm. it's huge. It really is. Yeah. All right. So the, the two big pieces go to, uh, go to Danny's YouTube and, and social media. Well, I want to do a real one. No, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't actually don't unsubscribe. No, guys. <laughs> I changed my mind. Um, when, when I started, um, you know, feeling happier, uh, obviously I'm not, have nothing like totally figured out. It, and that's when I started being happier when I was like, Oh, I don't know anything. <laughs> uh, and, and it was when I was separated and I just, you know, I'm going to take one, Joe Rogan's expressions that I'm sure he got from somebody else. Like, um, read the story. Like, what do you do? What'd you do? Like, you know, are, are you are you a low point? Are you, you know, did you do something you're ashamed of? You're not happy with? Okay, you've watched movies and stories and read books where the the main character messed up. And what 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 do they do? What do you want them to do? What what's the character you like? What what do they do? And uh, separate. Take yourself out and like really really watch and like uh, you know if you're reading the story. Of like, man, this person's not happy. I was like, what has this person been doing? I'm like, oh, they've been eating sweet potatoes. I'm like, oh, stop. Like, and but it takes that sometimes stepping out and like and observing, and it's like asking yourself, like, do you like the character right now? And if like, you know, well, what is that? It's gonna look different for everybody. Like, uh, and do that. Don't listen to a, a thing. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to any any single human being. Like, you do what you you like. The you know the character that you think would be the coolest. And I think that is like the. I think that's a well, rarely in life does <laughs> like one thing kind of umbrella over a lot, and that's one thing I think it does. Like you know, be the hero of your story. I love that. Damn, there you have it. Well, I think we're gonna end on that. Yeah, that was, I'd that was say perfect. That was great. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not going to give, like Chad gives a little uh, kind of outro here. I'm not going to give any kind of fancy one. Danny took that over. So, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, We'll be back at some point in the near future. I don't know what the next episode is, but uh, we'll have something coming to you soon. All right. See you, everybody. Later. Thank you for joining us in The Rack this week. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You can also find us online at ProformPTMA.com or on social media at ProformPTMA. And remember, if you train inside The Rack, you better be thinking outside The Rack. Mm.